With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Saturday Draft Live. I'm your usual host, Scott McLeod. Join you, as always, to the greatest show on ESSR Street. I don't care if you disagree or if you think that's a bit too much for me to say. I'll continue to say it because I believe it. I'm joined, as always, by my two usual co-hosts, uh, Jack Graham. Hello, Scott. Yes, it's a, a, another week. Unfortunately, not another dollar for the SDL boys, but it's fine. We go on. We just produce the best content we do. Those dollars will come one day. <laughs> you have to believe in them. <laughs> and also, David Hockney. Also, we've got to make it rain, you know, we've got to keep this good content going. <laughs> I'm sure we do. And this week, it's ironic that Naya and Shayna are their captains because today's guests, uh, this team, I believe, are the Naya and Shayna of this draft season and that they are winning a lot, but nobody really wants them to. That <laughs> is the goat tones, David Campbell and Ryan Gallagher. Gentlemen, welcome to Saturday Draft Live. Welcome back to Saturday Draft Live. I like what you've done with the furniture here. This is very different to the last time I was here, boys. Last time I was here, I was bottom of the purgatory table. And you couldn't wait to rub that in my face. How the tables <laughs> have turned. Isn't that right, Ryan? All I'm going to say, boys, is... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Things have got interesting in the draft this season. Me and my good friend, my number one man, David Campbell, are sitting currently on top of this table. And uh, David, is it not just a glorious place to be right now? It's a beautiful place to be. We drafted fourth, right? We drafted in the back half of this thing. And we are beating Gary and Grant, who everyone said had won it. After the draft, hours after the draft, they've been crowned champions. We're beating David and Robert Shaw, who apparently are the kings of analysis, kings of stats. You know, I mean, everyone counted us out, and look where we are right now, sitting but, mate, they, they counted us out from the very beginning. Do you know why? Because we mm-hmm. talk a big game. Do you know yep. what? We also back up the big game as well. And that's what you've done. You say back we've drafted up. from fourth position in this, mate. We, we drafted from fourth, but we drafted the smartest in yep. this draft so it doesn't matter where you go from because if we had went last in this draft pick we still would have got the people that are going to deliver a good points you know why because hallelujah clever clever, clever. hashtag 
clever. Well, it must be a good feeling for you guys to be on top because it's been a while since you guys have been on the top of the, the table. Eh, as, eh, 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 easy, buddy. I am stating, I am simply stating facts here. Okay. The last couple of seasons, individually, you've had a bit of a, a bit of a struggle. You know, David, you had you returned, unfortunately, then ended up relegated, had to fight in the relegation battle, which you weren't successful in, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fact. I'm just saying it out. And then, yeah. and Ryan, you've had potential in the last couple of seasons. We've mentioned that, but uh, like season seven, you were around third or fourth in the table, and we we all said that you were an outside bet to win the whole thing, but that didn't work out. I'm just saying, you guys have had struggles you've struggled before but maybe that's maybe that's what you needed maybe you needed to come together i'm just stating facts here's scott scott the, the thing is scott i have i have got better at this draft every single season that i've been in the first mm-hmm. season i took a bit of a gamble it didn't work out i was i was finding my feet in the draft the next season i've done really well this season i'm doing tremendous and you know you just spoke about david campbell there being in the the relegation battle and the purgatory and stuff like david campbell come into this as a as a test, David Campbell knew that in a couple of seasons' time he was potentially going to get paired with somebody. So he laid a groundwork to yeah. the point where you, you all wouldn't expect much from him. I, I know what he done. I see he was in. We had conversations. You know, I was standing at Glasgow Queen Street Low Level Station and David Campbell phoned me and said, Mate, we might be getting drawn together. He said, Do you want to start talking about it? I said, No, we're not going to talk about it. Do you know why? Because we'll talk about it when it happens. Because if me and you get drawn together, it's going to be a wonderful thing. I don't want to give any of our clothes away to anybody else. And do you know what happened? We get drawn together. And it was absolutely wonderful. David Campbell is a great drafter. I am a great drafter. Together, I mean, the points don't lie. 145 points already. You know, we're we're 14 ahead, 14 and a half ahead of of second place at this point you know it's quite tough to get 14 points in a, a, a regular weekly show so mm. if we keep progressing the way that you're progressing it's going to take a very big WrestleMania night for somebody to catch us at this point totally and if we look at it this way Ryan I think it's safe to say you've said sometimes you haven't been the most prepared for the draft like you showed up trying to you know fix cars and all that to draft night you know not knowing what's going to happen going in I think I brought the preparation that the team encouraged the preparation. Ryan tempered a lot of the things that have went wrong for me in the past seasons. You know what I mean? Actually being able to talk to someone and they tell me when my idea is shit was an absolutely fantastic thing. And he is right. I contacted him before the draft. I contacted most people before the draft. And Scott, let me tell you, see most of them sang like a canary about what they were thinking of doing. Sang like a canary. How stupid could you be? If you've learned nothing from this show, learned nothing from this draft, don't trust David Campbell. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> uh, yeah, it well, is I good. feel like a right mug because, you know, we did, I'll bet we did have a conversation prior to the, the draft and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had, you know what? It was actually a very insightful conversation, a very analytical conversation. And we had a plan going forward if we did end up getting paired together. But... That was your plan all along, wasn't it? Just to get inside our heads and sort you of... You know what, Dave? I, I know exactly how that conversation went now. And that is on you, mate. I know exactly <laughs> how that conversation went between you and David Campbell. All of them secrets that you got, all of them plans you had. We we had that wrote down when it came to draft time. So all I'm saying is, me and David Campbell are the smartest ones. We're the most beautiful ones. We are the most goat tones ones in this league. And we're currently sitting top. And it's tremendous. Tremendous. See, Hockney, I think it's fair to say you brought this on yourself. You should have known better. And I think it's fair to say we've all lost a bit of respect for you there. Hey, I'm not <laughs> at the bottom of the table, so that's something. <laughs> but 
I think it is, David Campbell is right. You need somebody to talk, of, talk your ideas off of. Otherwise, you show up to a selection show with all your lights off, like you can't pay your electricity bill for some reason, trying out a new gimmick. But The goal has no memory of that. We're almost seven minutes in. We've not done the top three yet. We're going to the top three of the week, as we always do. In at 15 points, Jack will go you, you and Ross. With Finn Balor, I will admit that last week I thought that maybe you guys were in a bit of a, street, a bad position because I actually thought Adam Cole was going to win the the championship from Finn Balor. But Finn Balor came, comes out another day, another successful title defence. You and Ross still a bit in the midpoint of the table. How are you guys feeling after Finn Balor's title defence? Uh, I, 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 we're, we're a bit, a bit happier. Obviously, you know, there's, there was that worry that... If if he lost, like he, he, there's there's no chance we're going to be able to do anything with this season anyway. If it's if it had some unlucky stuff with the draft, but it's good to see that our, our captain's still producing the goods. It's, it's something that uh, I said last week about Finn Balor is that it's he's a bit of a either he does really well in the draft or he does really shit, and I think we've just managed to get him at a good time when he's able, able to perform and produce the points well for us. So we can't we can't complain with how our, our captain's doing right now. And have you given any thought to uh, whether or not you're going to keep the captaincy on him? Because we know that after what happened in NXT, it looks like maybe the Canyon Cross match is going to happen at Stand and Deliver. I still can't believe that's actually the name of TakeOver. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, If anything to go by, it could go either way with how they built Cross back up and the plans they clearly had for him before he got injured. So, Plus, that will be many a week, so the last real stop of the season... Do you really want to risk losing like a big match for your captain at the last leg? It'll be it'll be interesting, you know. Me, me, uh, myself, and Ross have had discussions about what we're going to do with the captain. Say, obviously, I, I I came on here. It was like the, the first show. The the plan was that we were hoping that Ripley would have debuted straight away, and then we had the captain say Balor. Then once he defended his title, the takeover at the start of the season, we would have switched the captain say. But unfortunately, haven't been able to do that. So it's still dependent on whether she returns and what might happen, but we've got contingency plans of what, what we think could happen come many a week. So I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about how the captain say may affect a, a, a Balor loss at takeover if that were to happen. I'm hoping that obviously he retains because I think Cross will just go straight to the main roster, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. TikTok, Jack. TikTok. Shut up. Shut up. No, I, I, sorry, I, I, <laughs> wow! That type of language will not be acceptable on a Saturday. He's established. You know, he's trying to get me. Have a SDL in fighting here, David. That wouldn't happen with me and you, would it, mate? In, mm-hmm. in fighting, uh, absolutely never. In fighting, in breeding, it's all par for the course at SDL. Tell you. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow! Well, I forgot. I forgot that David helped me had Karen Cross on his team, so that all. Oh, I know you'll work where you'll be rooting, but we'll go back mm-hmm. to our our guests with uh, the second in the top three, also on 15 points. They've been at the top the last couple of weeks, but they've, uh, they're have they in second place in the top three this week. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Now, I think uh, it's fair to say that main roster tag teams were kind of really, a lot of people didn't put their focus on. There was more so NXT and AEW tag teams to make success. And I still maintain that you guys, if you're going to choose a main roster tie team, it probably was going to be, should have been this team because, mm. like, yeah, the Heart Business won uh, or successful title over Braun and Adam Pierce, but they did bugger all in that match until, like, the finish where they just pinned Adam Pierce because he was arguing with Strowman. So, like, yeah. main roster tie teams aren't being booked that well, but weirdly, since they weekend the titles uh, out of nowhere, 
Shane and I suddenly become the most dominant team on the main roster at the minute. Well, it's not, you say suddenly, Scott, but the evidence was there and Ryan's talked about the last two seasons for me sort of building up to something. We looked at the stats, Nia and Shayna, last season for me, the fifth most successful tag team in the history of the draft. They were the most successful female tag team in the history of the draft by a country mile. And we wanted to, I've talked about that strategy of drafting the females as a tag team because it puts pressure on people to draft the lesser females higher up uh, in the table because of the lack of, you know, female talent that's on the roster. That's not criticism, that's just a fact. Right now, they're sitting with the joint second highest score ever in draft history for a tag team. This, this wasn't due to luck. The numbers were there. We knew exactly what we were doing and we're happy for Nia and Shayna to keep the captain say maybe all the way up until Mania, we'll have a conversation the week before, see who they're up against if we think they'll win. But you know, you can't you can't underscore how big this has been for us. It's been the backbone in which our team has been built, and we're happy to have them. What I find very very thing. Sorry to jump in there. What I find very confusing about the whole the whole draft this season. You know, I'm sitting here looking at the season top scorers. Nyan Shane are currently top of the season with with six to eight. Um, I don't know how far down these are intending on putting this, this sheet, but I don't see any other tag team on the season top scorers. Yeah. So we have got, not only have we got the top scoring team, top scoring pick of the season, there's also not another tag team. So I don't know why nobody else is, is taking this seriously. I, I think everybody just kind of shunned the, the tag team choices this season and just thought we're going to go, we're going to go big. We're having less, less picks because we're in teams this mm-hmm. season. There's going to be bigger names to pick. As you go down the levels, I don't think people have put enough thought in their tag team. And for us, you know, six to eight points out of how many we've got, 140. Now, yeah. that's massive. Yeah, that's, that's almost half of our points have come from our tag team pick and nobody thought about picking them. We massive. have yeah, I mean, 50 more like, points. 50 more points than these tag team. Put that in yeah. your sheet. And also, like, just just to point out, Nia and Shayna, you know, they've been drafted separately in past seasons, and they're scoring just as highly this season if they were drafted as individuals, with Nia getting 40 points as an individual and Shayna getting 36. If you didn't have the captaincy on Nia and Shayna, you'd only have a total of 34 points. So putting the captaincy on them as a tag team was a very, very smart decision, given yeah. that it's put you at the top of the table in so many aspects and even if you drafted them as individuals you take away that opportunity for other players to score so drafting them together as a team and putting the captaincy on them is probably one of the smartest decisions that's happened this season thus far who is the the next tag team down in the last ever look at tag teams I can't seem to find it on the sheet Young Young yeah 18 so they're only they're seven points away from breaking the top 10 so, to be fair, though, we would still have nearly double the Young Bucks score if we didn't have the captaincy in Nyan Shayna. That's true. Yeah. You know? No, you, you've had a runaway pick with Nyan Shayna there. You see, the thing with you got to think about how successful your pick's going to be, and I think the booking of the main roster, especially when it comes to tag teams, is why so many people looked away from them for their tag team picks, especially given that we had a takeover and revolution in the middle of the season. So people looked over there for their teams. And plus, I mean, I talked about it with Seda. WWE, really, before really this season, didn't really care about their, didn't seem like they cared about their women's tag titles. And so I think that really put a lot of people off the uh, the tag titles because they've had mixed success. When thinking in the past, you know, Gary picked Kabuki Warriors, but then Asuka started wrestling more singles matches. Gary, uh, Grant had 
uh, Nicky and Alexa, they did well for the first half of the season, but as soon as they lost the title, they transferred them. And so, and then somebody picked the then tied champs, and then I think they broke up. I can't remember who that was. But I think in the past, the booking of the women's titles especially, I think it's put a lot of people off. But I can see why David Jew would uh, want to pick them again, because they were one of your more successful picks the season prior. And like, and whether and sometimes a pick don't really replicate their success that they have in the previous season, but this is appears to be an exception. I think they would have been a lot better for you last season had they not lost and then regained the titles if they kept them throughout the season. That would have been a big help to you, especially given your battle with Grant and relegation. I mean, yeah, the evidence was there. Like I said, everyone else that I date, Scott, you can say they don't care about the tag team titles. The evidence was there if you looked. You know, that's all I have to say in that. Well, we'll move on to the number one in the top three, and it's Kenny Omega, the still the AEW world champion. We'll not talk about what happened at the end of Revolution. This isn't central or anything like that. But, Dan, I'm sure you and Robert are happy. Mm-hmm. You were hoping for this big boost uh, of points with Kenny being, uh, I believe he's still your captain. And yep. also that keeps you in second place. Still a, bit, still a gap between you and the GOAT tones, but you're still in second with four or so weeks to go in this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was our big payoff moment right here. You know, we knew EW Revolution was coming up. We knew Kenny Omega had a very high chance of retaining. So we thought, seeing as he's on our team, we might as well get the captaincy on him. You know, get the get the big points where they were necessary in the Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, we've got a heavily balanced NXT team as well. So all that's where all our points sort of came from. The uh, hell did you just say? Oh my God, that word again. Jesus, I'm going to walk off this bloody show. <laughs> You've triggered them, Dave. You've triggered oh. them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kenny Omega, you know, that was a, a big gain for us. You know, probably probably one that we shouldn't have got, you know, if it hadn't been for uh, Zaren Strax botched round two pick. But you know what? You capitalize <laughs> on errors, and that's what happened here. Uh, we might change the captaincy at some point because we still have that option come Mania Week. I mean, now that Karrion Cross is in the NXT title picture, I think it's, it is possible that, you know, he'll continue the undefeated streak and pick up where he left off before his injury. So it's we've got options here, but Revolution was our big payoff moment and it's, uh, it's reflected in the overall table. Very good. And we look at the uh, the table, the, the rankings of each of the team will move on over that. Uh, Saren Strack still in last place with 79 points, but it's okay because Bert Baker's now got a full eight points. Good for her. <laughs> Scott, just to jump in, um, and this may be a question for Dave. Has anybody ever had as bad a start to their season draft as, as Strack has? You know, he's, he's two of he's been in. He has been hopeless in two seasons well, now. Uh, I thought he was learned his lesson from the first season. Arguably, he's been worse in this season. Just, just by the picks that he's had. Um, Teaming with Sarah, I expected big things because Sarah's been here before. She knows what's happening. Um, but she's been a let down as well. But Strack, man, that, that has got to be the worst start anybody's ever had to their drafting career, surely. You did have a rough start, uh, Ryan, to your your first season. Uh, I know you, you took a lot of risk, but yeah, Strack, I think, is still coming out with this, how he like, balanced out his team. Like, he picked so many like AEW people in his first season that I didn't think really ended up backfiring him in the end. And then, yeah, the team with Sarah who admitted herself that she was kind of out of practice with the draft. I didn't. I just don't think it made for a good combination of a team. But, yeah, so far not so good because I think he finished last, always won the last places in last season 
and now he's, he's looking to probably finish the last again. So yeah. I don't think we've ever had somebody uh, well, early on in their draft career finish uh, bottom in two seasons in a row. I do have the stats here. He is the third worst drafter on average in history. The only two worst that in him are uh, Kwaku and Stacey, obviously. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a horrible. I, like, why do we even invite you on? Like, Jack, I don't know about you, but... Jack, I don't know about you, but you know who invited these these two on? Was it was it? Or did Dave, they just invite Dave, Dave, I I don't care enough. Dave, uh, we know. are undeniable. Dave, you can't you can't silence us on this. So we're top in the league. Like how how could we not be on this show? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, Sarah and Jack especially has done quite poorly, so it has to be pointed out. And I think again, like I said, if he's going to be bottom two seasons in a row, he does. Needs to change his ideas if he comes back next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Stephen, with uh, thanks to the help from successful title defences from Derby, Ireland, and Biggie, we maintained fifth place with 92 points, about a gap between me and between Sarah and Strack. So as long as somebody's doing worse than us, you can still feel kind of smug about our picks. Jack and Ross, you've got like three points ahead of us. 95 points also helps by the title defence of Ben Baller. Grant and Gary, 121 points. 126 points for David and Robert, then 140 and a half points for Campbell and Ryan. And you know what? I do think that there is a chance that either Grant or Gary or David Robert could close that gap come WrestleMania, but I'll talk about that in a bit when we get when we get to your teams in a bit more detail in a second. But next guys, we have to go to Ryan and David's favourite part of the week. It's when David Hockney talks about the Listener's League. I'm going for a shite, be back in a minute. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll see you there, mate. I'll, I'll be back in a minute now. Uh, all right, so... Are you there? Are you, got, are you sitting in the same toilet? Aye, we, mate, we do everything together. Yes. That's what good teams do. <laughs> Obviously. Do you call each other's hands? Wave each other's ass? Yes. Any bit of sword fighting? <laughs> anyway, back to the wrestling. So, Listener's Actually, League. Actually, it explains, it explains exactly why Scott's team's doing so shite this season. Because they're not in tandem like we are. Anyway, back to the rest of so, Listeners League. Uh, Gary Morris sitting at the bottom again, unfortunately, with Quizzy Rascals with 55 points. A bit of a, yeah, he's had a, a stinker of a season thus far, but I think that's uh, down to the fact that uh, Rhea Ripley is his team captain, and so far she's scored him absolutely FA right now. So not a. Uh, not the best of starts for, for Gary. And obviously, Adam Callier above him on with Ross Kemp is a nice guy on 71 points. They're sitting at the, the bottom, unfortunately. But going into the top five. Now, not much has changed from last week, but we do have a new entry uh, in the table. But sitting firm at fifth place is Ollie Browning with this scene of the on 130 points. Now, we did describe his team sort of briefly last season, but Nyan and Shayna is his tag team, and uh, they've been carrying him much like they've been carrying the goat tones this entire season. But... Where I think he's sort of tripping up a bit is Alexa Bliss and his, and Bailey are his uh, second and fourth round picks, respectively. They've not been scoring as highly compared to past seasons. I think that's what's holding them back. Uh, and just one point ahead of him is our new fourth place entry overtaking Dan Wood. It's Michael Clottier with broken in half on 131 points. Now, Michael uh, is obviously being assisted with having Drew as his team captain. He's the second highest scorer of this season with 61 points. Uh, but I think he's being let down by a combination of having Champer and Thatcher as his tag team, who have been uh, sort of a bit more low-key compared to some of the other tag teams on NXT. And his second-round pick is Asuka, who, as we've seen with reports going around, is she might be uh, on the injured list with a concussion and a few other um, injuries. So, And her 
her place at WrestleMania is currently in doubt. So is that going to help? Is that going to hinder Michael? Possibly, but we'll have to keep an eye on his on his positioning. And just above him, also on one by one point, is Billy Strachan with Billy's No Mates. Uh, and we said last week there was a running trend of having Drew McIntyre as the team captain. Well, Billy is one of those people. And I think what's helped him out immensely is having Adam Pearce as his final round pick, with uh, who has 25 points from mostly appearances, but a couple of matches in between. That's what's helping him out. Uh, then Smart we go into choice. yep, and then we go into second place now, where there is a bit of a gap. So big Alan Laurie with big uh, with uh, peace and jam, 145 points again. Drew McIntyre is his team captain. He has Big E as well, and as uh, as was mentioned, you know he successfully defended the Intercontinental Title. Bobby Lashley is the WWE champion. I think is what's helping him out with, uh, as we said, you know all those title wins are starting to rack up points for him. But where I see him being let down is MSK as his tag team. They're currently on the injured list with Wesley's broken hand and Raquel Gonzalez, who has lost two title matches in the last couple of weeks, and I think that sort of brought him down. Uh, from reaching first place, but still a strong performance overall. Given that last season, you know, he finished third. You know, he still it's still possible for him to take the title this this week. Uh, but once again, I'm sounding like a broken record here. Ryan Dalgleish and the People's Representatives still in the lead with 171 and a half points. Now we've said this before, but you know, Nia and Shane as his tag team, and what helped him out immensely this week was Finn Balor's successful title defense uh, against Adam Cole. So. Ryan just seems to be hitting all the right notes uh, with his team at the minute. Although I do see one hiccup in the form of Bailey, who, as for mentioned with uh, with uh, Ollie's team, uh, you know Bailey isn't as scoring as highly compared to last season. It's uh, it's a minor issue, but I don't so think it's a fourth round much. pick. Yeah, yeah, it's fourth round pick. Dave, Dave, I, you you say this all the time about my friend Ryan Douglish, and I, I feel like you're starting to pick on the boy. No, he's doing fuck he's him. doing fantastic. I'm giving him he's shining. I'm giving him a ton of praise here. Like he's awesome. about 25 points ahead of of Alan awesome. in second place. He's got a commanding lead here. I mean, albeit Ryan you know, Douglas coming up to this league next season would be like when Santino Morella competed in the Elimination Chamber. It's an embarrassment. <laughs> it's a complete embarrassment. <laughs> oh, I love that analogy. Go. I think that I think you summed it up. Perfectly. Santino Morella. <laughs> like, exactly. Sorry, that's harsh on Santino Morella. It's yeah. like Dominic oh. competing at WrestleMania. It's a joke. <laughs> But the bottom, the bottom line is, nobody's team's perfect, including Ryan's, but, you know, he's hit a lot of right notes, and a lot of his team is in the top 10 of this season, the one exception being Sonya Deville, but she's scoring just as highly. But, yeah, Ryan has now got a commanding lead in this listener's league, and long may it continue if he hits uh, hits all the right notes. Well, Ryan has a bigger lead than there is on the main table, whereas the Goat Tones have a 14.5-point lead. Ryan has, I believe, I'm saying the right, 26 and a half point lead so that is a pretty strong lead especially given how many weeks are left in this season so it looks it does look like i don't want to like say it's a foregone conclusion but it does look like ryan Lewis is most likely to be joining the season next uh, season and well uh, i'm sure david and ryan are happy about that but we'll go I've into still got a serious issue i've got a serious issue with this this league because why are we drafting outsiders and yeah I, I I don't get it. I was never consulted a decision. Um, when I was, then it was brought to my attention. I was dead against it, but for some reason, I was I wasn't even silent. I was silenced. In the yeah. words of the the, in the words of Oprah, Oprah. He, Ryan Gallagher is the Oprah Winfrey of this draft, and he is not being treated with respect. It's a joke, mate. It's an absolute joke. It's a joke. Stephen Wilson, the Ellen, decided it. A joke. <laughs> <laughs> 
we they get drafted to the main season because they need something to fight for in the listeners' league. But we mentioned David Cockney mentioned Bailey and Ryan's team as one of the well, not as performing at our best as she has in previous seasons. And so I'll move into I believe don't you guys have her on your team as well? Yeah. So, I want to ask about Bailey. I'm, I'm sure you guys picked her because she has been, in the past, one of the highest scores overall in the season past success, you can't argue with. Although, is it not fair to say that she's had one of our quieter seasons, especially given that, like if you pick teams for this season, you guys think about the end goal, about WrestleMania, where, is, where are the particular members of your team going to be yeah. at WrestleMania? And with the limited capacity of people that they're letting into Raymond James Stadium, it's still unknown if they're going to do a WrestleMania Battle Royal this year. And I believe that might be Bailey's. I don't want to speculate, but that might be Bailey's best way of getting on the card. So mm. are you guys not at all worried about Bailey? No. As a pick, maybe. No. Why would we be? Look at the fourth round. Raquel Gonzalez, who people would hail as having a good season, an active season, has four more points than her. Bailey is the fourth best pick in that round. Which ding dong ho, that's where we drafted <laughs> from. So it's very average. Keith Lee, who was drafted first in that round, has four points. You know what I mean? Seth Rollins, who came back, has one point more than her. You know, Bailey is a big star. We had that thing last week hinting at where she's going to be going. They will have something for her to do at Mania, whether it's winning the Battle Royal, whether it's genuinely facing Michael Cole. They'll have something for Bailey to do at Mania. So don't worry about Bailey. It's levels. Raquel Gonzalez considered a good season, and she's sitting in 10 points. Bailey considered a quiet season. Bailey only has four points less than her in the same round. It's hardly and a disaster. Nakamura as well. We're all the talk about Nakamura getting this big push this year and or the winning that kind of gauntlet match thing that he had before or, or getting, you know, kind of towards the final of it and stuff. Six points. Exactly yeah. same as Bailey. So that you know, the, the fourth round is the fourth round. We didn't expect our big points to come in the fourth round. Bailey was somebody who we thought, do you know what, we'll take a risk, we'll see what happens, we'll see if she scores high because we've got a solid team already, um, particularly because we knew we were going for a big scrap daddy AP in the, fi- the final Stop round. Of the- <laughs> so we knew it was happening, we knew it was coming, so we were fine. Bailey was a, it was a risky choice. We thought, let's see if this pays off, because we knew, let's be, let's be honest, look at the fourth round pick, the only person that's really worth anything in the fourth round pick was Eel Shirai mm-hmm. with Dave and Robert. Yep. That was the only fourth round pick that was worth anything. So we haven't missed out or anything in the fourth round we've not lost anything major in that round we're still top of the league um, can I ask a question guys yeah no <laughs> so <laughs> your lowest scorer is Alexa Bliss with five points and she was your second round pick like what what implored you to pick Alexa Bliss so high when in it, when it could be argued that some of her booking was slightly up in the air <sighs> to be fair we didn't foresee that Alexa Bliss would be off TV you know, we thought that Alexa Bliss would at least make an appearance in TV every week with the absence of Wyatt. That hasn't mm. happened. We will say that in defence, Asuka has been an equally as bad pick in round two. True, you true. Know? And also, talk about, Scott's talking about Mania plans. We know that Alexa Bliss will at least be on TV all the way up to Mania and she will be at Mania itself. You know, yeah. that storyline is going to go into a higher gear in the next couple of weeks. So we foresee Bliss scoring higher than Asuka and scoring higher than Baker, which would put us fourth in that round, which we said is on average for where we were wanting to be there. Would we have made that pick again? I can't speak for Ryan, but probably not. You know, But there's still some positives to come out of that. 
In our defence, we, we did pick Alexa Bliss after, you know, possibly three or four weeks of wrestling matches against people at Nicky Cross, having segments in the ring with Randy Orton, you know, numerous appearances throughout the night. It was, you know, it was a smart pick at the time. It then just became a, a, a not so smart pick afterwards, if that makes any sense. You know, at, at the time, it made total sense to pick her that early because we thought she's going to be on, she's going to be wrestling with this um, kind of split personality thing she had going on. Um, where she would change during matches we thought that might continue for a little bit literally right after the draft happened that cut right back and she started doing um, things on the screen so yeah. and plus five, five points is probably more than five points Stephen Wilson just doesn't count points for us apparently sometimes <laughs> so um, uh, you know it, it may be more than that but we'll never we'll never uh, uh, Jack have you got anything to add? <laughs> um, see to be honest I don't uh, I I really don't purely because they've they've said it themselves like they've they've just quite simply just drafted the best. I don't think there's much that I can add that's not already been that's been been said. I, I said last week I think that they've they drafted the best. I think they're on they're on to win it. I think that they've they've shown how to draft from a lower position. Obviously, as a bit of a smaller pool, so there is a, a a larger selection of kind of top talent quotation marks you can get. But I do think that they are certainly certainly on their way and they've, they've 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 proved they can do it i want to announce this publicly as well i've said it before ryan for me is the he's the best drafter who's not won yet and i say that with the traitor and the purgatory wizard uh who decided to draft in round one together uh, and betray me uh, <laughs> ryan is the best drafter who has not won a league and I will be just as happy to win this again and prove people wrong for doubting me and my ability as I will be to see him get his first win in this draft. And when the title opportunity comes, I'm going to take the step back when we win. Ryan can have that all to himself because I came in with a point to prove I didn't come in for the championship. Thank you very much, babe. That was that was very, very cute of you. Oh, you know well, I would, I would also just like to say that I couldn't have picked a better partner to be with than David Campbell the insight this man has brought me this season the points don't lie, it's been instrumental, so thank you very much David. No so fair, you didn't actually pick them as your partner did you, the wheel picked them for you. Fate picked us Scott All right. Scott we knew, we, we could see in the future, we've seen that we were destined to be together, that's all I'm we're, saying We are the Jamie Noble and Nadia of the draft <laughs> alright, a love story for the time, don't you forget it and I'm blind, so he's blind. Well, you've heard hashtags clever. But you talked about Alexa Bliss. Now you're not performing as you thought. I mean, I think she will appear at WrestleMania. Maybe get involved in whatever themed Orton thing happens. WrestleMania rather than keeping your own match. And I think I can see why you guys want to pick her from an appearance point standpoint. I think what what why when it didn't go well for her, it went very well for Adam Pearce who. <laughs> you didn't randomly end up competing in a tag title match, but at any point you lost there, I'm pretty sure you've quickly made back. And I think it's fair to say, given it's a tag team season and more like top-tier picks were up for grabs, people weren't as willing to take risks on some of the last-round picks. I think you guys were one of the exceptions to that. I mean, I wanted to pick Reginald uh, towards one of the last rounds, but I was shot down. So I think Adam Pierce has proven dividends for you guys. He'll maybe appear in a backstage thing at WrestleMania, but... I think he's also one of the top five newcomers at the minute, so that's a risk that's paying off. Yep, spoke about it in detail, 
and one man one it. man's risk one man's risk is another man's smart choice for it. yep mm-hmm. precisely where I in that top score round five scorers of all time right now he's broken onto the list he's broken onto the top 15 round five scorers of all time with four weeks to go we're eyeing it for old Piercy boy scrap daddy's going to climb up that particular table we're going for it I do have a couple more questions before we, we go into the final stage of this episode the Nia and Shane obviously are very dominant uh, Sasha Banks uh, has been kind of cross paths with them as the SmackDown Women's Champion I want to ask kind of a two part thing what, what made you pick Sasha, despite that I think a lot of people would say that Bianca is more of a favourite going into their Mania match? And also, given the fact that she keeps coming to odds in title matches with your captain, are you not concerned about how that's maybe affecting the overall score of your team, especially if like Sasha wins over your captain? Mm, no, David Hockney sort of decided it for us. We were pretty open mm-hmm. uh, that we wanted Bianca. Bianca was our first choice. Sasha was our second choice because we wanted to go head-to-head with Dave um, in that regard. You're talking about the title thing, yes. The tag team title matches haven't been great, but Sasha's still appeared regularly with her captains. And next week, we have the perfect scenario. We have Nia versus Sasha. Sasha will get wins there. That's title points. And we don't lose any points because Nia's part of our tag team. So we still get our captain's appearance. So in my experience, it's worked out quite well. And you do need to take losses at Mania at certain points in your draft. That's not necessarily Mm -hmm. a bad thing. It's just as long as they appear throughout the season leading up to the pay-per-view. And the thing is, we, we said that our, our number one pick in, in this round was going to be Bianca. Um, and Dave and Robert slipped in just before us and picked Bianca. So the backup then was Sasha. There's only a point in it. So, you know, we were only looking at one extra point if, if yeah. it had went the way we wanted it to go at this stage. So it's not... I it could have been better with Sasha being the champ, but, you know... We are probably, if you want to say doomed to get these points, you know, then say that that's the points you're going to get. And listen, we we will take that question from Dave, all right? We (laughs) wouldn't take that question from Jack Graham, who's round one pick is Rhea Ripley. And Scott, we're not taking it from you because your round pick's doing even worse than ours. I will admit, I wanted Kenny Omega in round one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> look at you you turned yet, you didn't. so much throughout <laughs> that show it's so oh god so obvious oh oh gosh me and robert have hit pay dirt with this kit with the kenny omega pick we swiped it from two teams <laughs> shut up dave <laughs> but uh going into one of your last picks before we, we start to wrap up daniel bryan david you've said you best like confusion as to why he hasn't been drafted in previous season Mm. Uh, but I think there's been kind of a uncertainty about Daniel Bryan past seasons because he seems to be going. In the previous seasons, he was more part time. I don't think anybody was really willing to take the risk on him. He was quite high last season despite being undrafted. But then this season, when you guys have chosen him, he won the chamber, but then immediately lost a pay per view title match to Roman. And now he's going into another pay per view title match Roman where the odds of him winning aren't good. And then you got to wonder about, again, WrestleMania. I don't mean to keep beating that dead horse, but like WrestleMania is the goal you want as many members of your team on WrestleMania as possible. So, like, what, what were you guys thinking about uh, picking Daniel Bryan? We're thinking that he's the 10th highest scorer this season, for one, because he's acting as if it's a totally negative thing. Daniel Bryan, in round three, is the 10th highest scorer this season. That means we had the tag team round, the first round, the second round, three people picked before us in the third round, and yet Daniel Bryan 
is still the 10th highest scorer this season. With matches left, with appearances left at pay-per-views, he's a great pick in round three. Mm. And I won't hear anything other than that because it's well, about context. Well, he's not as great as Bobby Lashley or Matt Riddle. D- yeah, but that doesn't mean he's also not great. You know, I don't like beef as much as I like lamb, but I'll still take a fucking Sunday <laughs> roast, Dave. You know what I mean? Oh, you know what? You can join the West End Country Club with that analogy right there. <laughs> enough, about, enough about the country club. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, Dave, do you have any other questions for our guests about their, their team or anything else before we start to wrap things up? Uh, nope, not for me. I've, uh, I'm satisfied with the Alexa Bliss question I had. Of course, yeah. Okay. Um, no, no, I'm... Um... Um, I'm I'm happy happy with that. I think that they'll it'll prove to be an exciting end to the season, and I'm sure they're looking forward to how it might how it might pan out. I'll I'll I'll, I'll wish you luck. Thank you, David Jack. Campbell. David Campbell, have we broken Saturday Draft Live? I think so because they couldn't wait to field us the questions today, forgetting who the fuck started this show and who knows that spreadsheet. I have sex with this spreadsheet at least once a month, just you know to get back together. There's no fucking question that you could have fielded to me today that I wasn't going to be able to answer. So bye bye, boys. Thank you for having us on. I was just interested to hear your answers. I was. I you tried to trap us up. You, you wanted us to fall you, at the first hurdle. You, you wanted to find realize. out the inside workings of the goat tones is what you wanted to find on this, and we gave absolutely nothing away. We answered every single question the way that we should answer every single question. You're sitting here talking to the goat, David Campbell, and the first professional broadcaster on ESSR history, asking questions like this on Saturday Draft Live, and you're expecting us to crumble under the pressure? Absolutely not. I do not crumble under pressure. Me and David Campbell, we're going straight to the top. We're going to win this at WrestleMania. Thank you very much, boys. I'll see you later on. Goodbye. And in conclusion, Your Honour, I hope I slept with you to get on this show today, because if not, who the fuck was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean... I do think it's funny that Ryan calls himself one of the last professional broadcasters of ESSR when uh, he couldn't keep the first, uh, the first show. and only, the first and first, only, first and only. Yeah, he couldn't keep a show about a weekly wrestling program more than one or two shows a month. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Because he's a professional broadcaster, Scott. Professional, he's a professional broadcaster. He's busy. He's far too busy. But a reason busy. my voice has heard so much on this podcast on everything busy. that we put out here. Because I am busy. I am busy, King man. TikTok. Hashtag clever. Hashtag busy. Thank you. Friend of Love Island. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. So, Ryan, are you not at all concerned that, like, I think to, for you guys no. to... Not I thought we were wrapping up. No. I've no, got a question last point. Shush. You will wrap up in a second if you let me get this fucking point out. Continue, so, I know, I think that the last uh, the last hurdle for you guys to not win the season, you need either Dave or Robert or uh, Grant or Guy to have a really good WrestleMania. That's what I think this all hinges on. But, Ryan, given David's recent film outings where he blames the failure of it on everybody but himself, oh, are you not concerned that should this, should this season not slip from your grasp that David will go from saying how great of a partner you are to blaming everything on you? Scott, I'm just going to answer that question very seriously. No, I'm not concerned. 
because we will not fail. So that that option will never arise. That choice will never arise. David Campbell will never be able to throw him under the bus, even if he wanted to, which he doesn't. He doesn't want to throw him under the bus because he knows fine well that we have had a great season. So David Campbell will not throw me under the bus at any point. Me and David Campbell set up this team because we were drafted together by fate to take down one enemy and one enemy only, and that was the inclusion of Robert Shaw in this draft. Robert not- fucking Shaw. I have said numerous times that Robert Shaw should not be in this. So me and David Campbell might not have taken this season so seriously. We might have not have, have you know, put everything that we had into this and just had a bit of a laugh. But as soon as we found out that Robert fucking Shaw was going to be included in this season of the draft. We thought, Do you know what, no, we need to band together. So me and David Camp, we, like I said earlier on, we play sword fights, we go for shots together, we wipe each other's bums, we yeah. sleep together, we think together, we eat together, everything we do. He buys him snowballs. I'd buy him snowballs all him the snowballs. time. And, and Turnock's tea cakes. Yes. And, you know, there's not a better bond than that, than somebody who buys you snowballs and tea cakes. So, mm-hmm. no, I'd and um, I'm looking forward to, to watching David Campbell's film um, because I think he has been very, very hard done by and uh, the making of this by totally. a one a Mitchell. Um, can't wait to see, you know, just and you know, Andy Mitchell, let's go on to that guy just very briefly. Andy Mitchell has made this man's life hell and trying yeah. to make something positive, right? Andy Mitchell went to David and said, I want to make a film. David's a great idea, let's make a film. And then ever since then, he made David's life hell. So, do you know what? I'm happy. David Campbell speaking up for once. I'm happy that David Campbell is going to out people for their behaviour over the last the last year. Um, so no, I'm not worried about him chucking under the bus. The chucking under the bus of Andy Mitchell was warranted. Mine would not be warranted, therefore it wouldn't happen. But it also would need to happen because we're going to win. Hashtag fuck Robert Shaw. Idiots. Alright, I'm just thought it was worth asking, you know, we do, we've seen in the past how David treats his friends. He answered your question, and you're still putting on this narrative about how I treat people. I love Ryan, he buys me snowballs. That's that's the end of your speculation on me and Ryan's relationship, okay? Alright, alright, then uh, David Campbell's having some quiet time now. It's been a long episode of SDL, I was a much younger man when we started this. Uh, I want to thank my usual co-hosts, Jack Graham and David Talkney. Thank you, Jake. Yep, ah, thank you. Next week, we will have at least one member of uh, the Men on a Mission team with Grant being the current champion. It's time for me to get back what is my mind for me to take advantage of my Season 7 draft opportunity. Hopefully, Gary will be on as well to talk about their team, get their thoughts on how they can catch up to the top scorers right now, the GOAT tones, and... Hopefully, will not be as much of a pain in the arse as the Jack and Victor, clearly, of the season, as we've heard so far, sitting back, eating their Trinix tea cakes and their fucking snowballs. But until next time, I've been Scott McLeod. Thank you for listening to Saturday Draft Live. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.